0: everybody, welcome to the City Girls Pod. This is the show where we are talking about sex in the city and we're talking about back episodes. We're in season two, episodes 13, 14, and 15 of Sex in the City. A lot of fun stuff we're going to talk about today. And I'm from critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hi. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're,
1: we're, we're getting into it today.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we always say that this is a mature podcast for a mature show. So if it's not for you, don't listen to it. It won't be for you. <laughs> you especially this one this one is a racy set of episodes
1: <laughs> this is not a one calls the heart recap this no, is it's... not.
0: <laughs> yes but how are you doing Jax
1: I'm good I'm good I uh I was relating to Carrie pretty hard in some of these because I know like when you go through a tough time and you're eating all the wrong things and then also like sleeping late and doing all this stuff that is, you know, it's bad for you, but like, you can't stop yourself. Like yeah. have you ever been like that, where you're just like, I'm in a rat.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. Or it's just like, I don't know where I, you just feel kind of low energy. I felt that this week. I really have. So I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. this I don't know what it is in the universe this week, but something feels wonky.
0: I think maybe because we're like, we're at that point in kind of cold weather where it's like, starts to feel kind of oppressive. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know, exactly, it's like we're ready exactly, for it yeah. to be warm. We're ready for summer mentally, emotionally. And it's just like, it's gray outside.
1: <laughs> that's a really good point. I'm like refusing now at this point to wear proper jackets. Cause I want to wear like my spring jacket. And I was walking the last two days before this one, I was doing a lot of walking and the wind was like whipping. And I was like, oh, I, I should have just worn appropriate attire, but I don't want to face it.
0: Well, speaking of appropriate attire, we wanted to <laughs> you did. Yeah, it's good leading. Right. right? Um, so we have our logo which was designed by Jessica Miller and she's brilliant and amazing uh we have it at the merch store now you see so you can get city girls pod clothing uh you can get like hoodies and t-shirts and you can get mugs and totes and all kinds of fun stuff and pretty sure uh, pretty sure uh, well I'm pretty sure that pretty
1: soon it will be the only thing that you will <laughs> see me wearing on this podcast if you tune in on YouTube if not you'll so.
0: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So if you want to have great fashion sense like Carrie and Charlotte, then you gotta get you gotta get some City Girls Pod merch. You gotta do it. I got the
1: mug coming and I have the shirt coming, so I'm ready.
0: (laughs) I also want to give a shout out. I found two blogs this week that (laughs) gave me great joy. Uh, One is called Sex. It's the Sex in the City Revisited a blog and it's basically doing kind of what we're doing but they're on they're a little ahead of us they're on season three episode 18 but they have really fun uh blog they talk about they cover carrie's uh column in every uh in every episode in every post and then they also cover the fashion in every post and also if there's a pun uh they they have the pun of the episode um anyway really good helpful cool. yeah uh and i i thought they did a, a very good job so that's one to check out but the other one is really funny it's Carrie Bradshaw is the worst.com
1: <laughs> a lot of people agree with that sentiment yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, this has they've they've finished they've done every episode and and just like that and in every uh, blog post they have (laughs) all the reasons of why Carrie is the worst (laughs) in each of the episodes (laughs) and I don't know it's really funny they do a great job so check that one out
1: I think this is going to bring me a lot of joy uh, this weekend (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and I'm going to reach out to both of them hopefully they might be interested in coming on because that would be really fun
1: oh that'd be awesome mm.
0: yeah yeah anyway so let's dive in let's talk about we're uh, we're nearing the end of season two got one more episode of our show for that uh but we have season two episode 13 it's called games people play and so the big kind of a storyline of this is that carrie goes to shrink for the first time. And she's very, very suspect of shrinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ends up meeting John Bon Jovi <laughs> at the shrink. <laughs> um, it's Seth is his name on um, the show. I thought that for some reason, I thought that he had a bigger arc than this.
1: I, Rachel, I didn't realize, I was like, wait, is that Bon Jovi? And I was like, no, it can't be. And then Googled it and I was like, oh, how did I not remember that before? So I didn't remember that it was Bon Jovi before. I remembered this storyline, but I just, I guess at the time I didn't put it together.
0: Yeah, so she goes to Gwyneth Paltrow's shrink, which I thought was kind of funny, especially when you think of Gwyneth Paltrow's whole career post this they you know with the group and everything like that that she would be seen as somebody like kind of the ultimate of like stable before all of that I don't know it's interesting to me
1: I I actually um thought the same thing that that joke as it's aged has been gotten funnier because yeah. well, we knew Grant Peltro when this aired Sure. It's a funny joke and it makes sense. But now all the things, we know, like you said, I just thought it landed even better now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's interesting because my experience with therapy is not a huge experience, but, but when I've, I've, I've gone to therapy twice in my life and both times it was actually pretty brief. Like the whole idea of the uh, the, you know, laying on the, uh, the couch talking, spilling out your problems to the therapist. That was definitely not my experience of modern therapy. It was way more like, let's create a plan. Let's, you know, we want you kind of in and out of here as quickly as that we can. Um, I, I, the one time I went, I think maybe three times. And then the second time it was like two times, it wasn't something, I don't know, like we see in, in that they're talking about on the show.
1: Yeah. I, I thought, I thought it was interesting that one that Carrie was so opposed to it, because I think again, now, like they'd all be in therapy and it would just be something. Cause now we talk about how mental health is so important. I like you though, my experience with therapy is fairly limited. I went when I was a kid, when my parents got divorced, because I think they thought it was a good idea. And I went with my siblings. So it wasn't one-on-one. And then I went, um, when I was getting out of my relationship that I was in for a long time. And, um, I did better help once or twice during the, if they want to sponsor the podcast. Um,
0: I did. They have sponsored us before. I thought I I remember hearing that. (laughs) I mean, if you want to watch us again, please. <laughs> I probably use your code before, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it was fine. But I think I
1: like doing it in person better, and I just haven't like put myself out there again. Would you go back, or you don't feel the need for it right now?
0: I don't don't feel any for it right now, uh, but I'm not opposed to going back if I felt like there was something I needed to kind of work through. Uh, but but yeah, it wasn't, it was more just like, okay, what's the plan next? Cause the reason why I went to therapy was because it was both times that I've had panic attacks in my life. I've had two panic attacks and, uh, and both times it kind of helped me to create a plan and work through what would, what would happen, why it happened, what's going on. And, uh, and so that's why I I haven't had it happen very often is because, uh, because I have a plan and and know what to do, kind of when it's happening. So that was my experience, but you know, you gotta love Stanford here with his three shrinks. That was so funny,
1: and so on brand.
0: Yeah, <laughs> come on. He's like, how can you not have a shriek?
1: <laughs> I have a question for you, Rachel. What did you think about her friends cutting her off about talking about big and? have you ever had to do that with a friend or has a friend ever done that with you?
0: You know, it's hard because I feel like I just don't see my adult friends enough regularly to get tired of anything that they are talking about. I wish that I had this kind of core group of friends that I saw all the time and they were like, you know, they were always there for me. And I, I, gosh, it's been so long since I had anything like that. Um, I do feel like that's, that's kind of a fallacy of the show that that's something that happens more in your twenties versus they pretend like it happens in your thirties. Uh, but by the time most people reach their thirties, most people are with a partner or married, have kids. It's just so much harder to get together, do this kind of thing. And, uh, so that's, I, I can't really say I've experienced it that much. I'd have to go way back to like high school, uh, maybe college. Um, but I mean, I can understand why that would get very annoying for sure she she's
1: caught in this loop of not being able to talk about literally anything else. So it mm-hmm. seems pretty necessary for them to cut her off but I think it's interesting yeah. what you're saying about it's sort of a fallacy of the show because I think that's definitely true um I agree with you there and I don't even think it's yes I agree like it's definitely you know people have families they have kids they have partners whatever but also just like a lot of us in our 30s were more established and our like careers or our pursuits. So when you're all like, you would never have four friends that can just hang out all the time, all in different industries. That even I think is just bonkers.
0: Like One of my good friends, I saw her in February. I'm hoping to be able to get together in May. I mean, and that's lucky. That's, that's, that's pretty good twice. I mean, the, the way that they show it here, where they're constantly, not just one friend, but the whole group every day. Yeah. I mean, and it would be easier in New York city too, where people are, uh, people are closer together. And, uh, there's just, I don't know, more of a culture of that kind of thing. I, I think that's part of the reason. Also, I just haven't really experienced this kind of a thing. So there's, no, I, I haven't had the chance to kind of talk it, talk over, talk yeah. it, I guess. I mean, I probably would maybe, maybe more annoy my family, I think, than friends. I could picture my sisters being like, okay, come on, let's not talk about this You're, enough.
1: You're cut off.
0: Yeah. I could picture maybe one of, them, one of them or my mom, maybe, but they would probably be pretty patient with me.
1: Like we need an intervention. <laughs>
0: Uh, cause at this point, if I were to go through a relationship and a breakup, I mean, I feel like it would be even more devastating at this point because it's like I've been waiting for, it for so long Yeah, that if it weren't to work out, oof, that would be rough.
1: That's what I was. I was, um, he actually just got engaged, but one of my best guy friends, he, um, late thirties and. He hadn't dated anyone and he when he got together with his now fiance, we were all excited for him, but also worried that if it didn't yeah. work yeah. out, it would be, you know, a, a lot more devastating. And they yeah. got engaged yeah. right quick.
0: So yeah. I think that would be the case for me too. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just letting you know, hey, you <laughs> happened and it did. So
0: yeah <laughs> I think I would just be ready to go what are you waiting for uh I, I yeah, don't his, care yeah, about... she's
1: older than him um, she's in her mid-40s so she was like let's do this
0: <laughs> yeah that's how I would be too for sure <laughs> um but, but yeah I mean it was pretty funny beginning because she's just talking 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 and they were pretty patient with her for for a while and you could see especially Samantha just like uh <laughs> But her fashion in this episode was so bad. I hated these tanks that she was wearing. This like brown leather, like halter top kind of tank that she was wearing. Oh
1: yeah. I didn't love the fashion either. And I was wondering if part of that was intentional because she's such a mess right now that like Maybe her fashion is reflecting that, but I'm not sure if that's the case.
0: Yeah. And then when she's with Seth Bon Jovi, she's in this like yellow Daisy Duke shorts with this blue. It was ugly. So that twister scene made me ridiculously
1: uncomfortable. It's like this is just like you know when you get like red or you get secondhand embarrassment for like in when you're watching I was watching it alone but like I was getting embarrassed for her I don't know why but it just felt really cheesy and weird
0: I'm not even sure how you play twister with just two people because how do you get just flip the thing when you're when you're all twisted around <laughs> it's like I don't know how this works
1: <laughs> I don't think they did either they were no. just- that was their foreplay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I did think that her shrink, the, the, whoever that actress was, did a very good job playing a shrink. That felt very, especially when she was like, I don't like the term normal. That felt very shrinky yeah. to me.
1: <laughs> I meant to look her up because I swear she's been on an episode before. I've already recognized her from something, but I don't know what.
0: Yeah, let me see um Ann Lang is her name she doesn't have a picture on IMDb
1: what she felt so familiar to me
0: oh she was on an episode she was on the babe shower episode
1: yes okay I knew that we had okay but isn't it funny that they used her again not as the same character because you're not supposed to do, I think they like now they have rules against that and stuff but
0: uh,
1: I, I feel like they back in the well, day
0: I she probably is a different character but she in the baby shower her character was named Gretchen was that their friend Gretchen? Oh, let's see. I forget. No, it was Lainey was their friend, so was the name. Anyway, her name was Gretchen so she could and now she's Dr. G. So it could technically maybe be the same person. <laughs> Yeah. There. Yeah.
1: If anyone wants to like fact check us on this and you know, let us know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, so Charlotte claims that she thinks that going to shrink is self-indulgent. She doesn't agree with it. She says exercise solves the problem. That's why we're all good tennis players. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I think that we should be open to anything that will help you. Like, uh, I, I don't think that necessarily one person's mental health plan is the right for another person. I think we should just be open to, to whatever works. <laughs>
1: I, I completely agree. And I think that there's a lot of judgment around it, um, on, in every camp, like some people are like, well, you have to be in therapy. And it's like, well, sometimes therapy doesn't work as well for people and they prefer something else, but yeah. yeah, I think it's a little judgmental of Charlotte. Cause it's like, well, maybe just because you don't believe in it for you doesn't mean it won't work for someone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also true about finding the, the right therapist for you. Like maybe I needed one when I went to one that was a little more practical. There's a little more, they were, we're going to plan it out. And, um, and what really helped me is this book called Feeling Good by David Burns. Uh, it's, they, when I went to shrink, she said it was the gold standard. It's a great book. It's about cognitive therapy and really helps you to break down the delusions that you're telling yourself, the the, um, uh, the uh, distortions, that's what distorted thinking. Uh, so like, for instance, if you were to say you were to burn the meal. Right. And your immediate reaction is I'm the worst cook in the whole world. That's a distorted thought. You don't know everybody in the whole world. You're not the worst on the whole world. You just did one thing wrong, but there's so many things like that, that we kind of blow up and that leads to us feeling bad about ourselves. And, and he's so great in this book about helping you to break down those kind of distorted thoughts. And I love it. It's such a great book. It really helped me a lot. And, uh, but you just, you have to find that thing that uh, works for you.
1: Yeah, that sounds very helpful because Mm -hmm. I think we all have a tendency or I'll just speak for myself that I get something in my head. And it's like, I remember this is, this is not even anything like emotional, but I remember having difficulty in math class when I was, in eighth grade, I was really good at math before that difficulty in math class in eighth grade. And that's when the narrative became, I'm not good at math. And guess what? I wasn't good at math anymore because I bailed. And you tell yourself these stories about yourself. But like you said, um, it's one thing that you did wrong, but we all kind of, it's hard not to. I'm feeling good. It's called.
0: What's that?
1: You said it's called feeling good,
0: feeling good, by David Burns. They just released a new edition last year. So uh, it's, it's, it's a great book. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, but yeah, I liked that the, so the shrink says that I don't like the term normal and Carrie says, of course you don't, or you wouldn't have any patience. Which is true. True. True uh, And then they also talk about playing games. So, uh, Samantha says that basically if (laughs) that the, that men are simple is her sort of argument that that they don't really need games. And that basically, if you, if you if you were to give BJ's to men, they that uh, we could run the world. We could run the world. So she says. <laughs> so she says men are simple. Charlotte says that games are empowering uh, and that they're actually a good thing. Uh, Where And then we have Miranda playing games with this guy across the the building from her.
1: Oh, this is another (laughs) storyline where it is just so embarrassing for her. This is one of my, the funniest storylines in the whole series for me. And watching it of her just thinking she's having this sexy little playful moment. And then at the grocery store when she's like, I thought I'd be adult and introduce myself. Oh my gosh. And then that just really took the wind out of her sails. You know, yeah. she'd shown him some cheeky nipple action and it was doing nothing for him.
0: Yeah. He was there with his partner. So <laughs> uh, we also find out that I guess Seth's hang up why he's going to therapy is that he loses interest in women after sleeping with them. And then it, that's when, Uh, when Carrie realizes that she just has lousy taste in men.
1: I thought that played really well. The writing in that, the acting was great. You know, when it's like, he reveals why he is after they've just slept together. And then hers, you know, I picked the wrong men. It's like, you do, Carrie, you do. And she does point out, Mm -hmm. Dr. G says like, yeah, the one thing they have in common is, you. And sometimes we all take a hard look at ourselves. I've had this less with, um, romantic relationships, but more with friendships. If I'm feeling frustrated by certain things that like people in my life are doing or, or friends, but it's like the same sort of pattern. I'm like, well, I I'm the common denominator. So maybe I'm not setting good boundaries or I'm, I have to, oh, I you mean, kind of look yourself.
0: it's really a healthy thing to do actually, because You're the only one that you can control. Yeah. So it it doesn't really help to, to focus on anybody else, but yourself, because that's it, everyone Mm -hmm. else is out of your control. Yeah. Uh, so we also have Samantha that she started dating the sports guy. That's super great in the sack, but only if his teams win. And And
1: they're not having a good season.
0: No. And the Knicks are notoriously terrible. Uh, basketball scene, <laughs> so it's rough.
1: <laughs> She's gonna be in a sexual drought for a while if she stays with him.
0: Yeah, they she had a few. Go. They had some good years in the nineties. I feel like, but but for the most part, they are just the worst basketball team. Really bad.
1: Yeah, And I like how she thought she was gonna start getting some when basketball season was over, and he was like, <laughs> "On to baseball."
0: Yeah. I'm gonna start watching the Mets, and that was it. She's like, "No way." Not happening. Yeah, and then we get the Twister game, like you said, between uh, team Carrie and Seth, and uh, yeah, that was that was energetic.
1: It certainly was. It certainly. <laughs> it's just it, I'm I'm not sure why Twister was there, but
0: yeah, I mean, definitely Carrie's big into games, board uh, games.
1: Go figure. Yeah, go figure. <laughs>
0: Uh, so what do you think about this episode one to ten
1: I think it's an 8.5 I thought it was really funny and I think that it did a good job of um really (laughs) touching on how dark it can get after you have a breakup and did it in a way that was still humorous
0: what about you yeah I think that's probably fair it was pretty funny and uh one i think almost anybody can relate to so it was a good one except for the fashion was so bad we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarky's podcast.
1: By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group.
0: You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast.
1: And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more.
0: It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family.
1: Please consider, and we will love you forever.
0: Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies.
1: That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies.
0: So, in the next episode, Carrie runs into Skipper, and he's basically had it. He's tired of being the nice guy, the guy who's friend zoned. And I, I kind of feel like he sort of deserves it in the way that he treats people. Remember when he, uh, when the way he just dumped that woman
1: when he was inside yeah. her yeah
0: i mean he's pretty much a jerk i think skipper goes all
1: in on women in a way that is uncomfortable and i'm not saying he needs to like play games like we're talking about the other episode i don't think he needs to do that but i just think he he doesn't even really know them enough to go all in like you it, so you're like what's up with this dude
0: Yeah. I feel like he wants to get the credit for being the nice guy, but then he actually isn't the nice guy. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. So, but he's frustrated and Miranda is dating this angry MSNBC guy. Like, it's like she said, uh, I don't know who else is on MSNBC. I don't watch the news much anymore, but she's, she's basically dating, uh like Rachel Maddow but in male form I don't know (laughs) yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) I know I don't I don't watch I've cut down on my news consumption um yeah yeah, he is um very very bossy and she likes when he's bossy in the bedroom but not in real life and he's pretty bullheaded in real life it's like he's so angry
0: yeah. And I thought it was funny that he says, come on, Gene Shalit, get in the get in the cab because Gene Shalit, he was the film critic for the today show for many, many, many years. And he was famous for having this super long uh, mustache, uh, Gene Shalit. And he was like super, he wasn't, he was super perky. Like that was his reputation, which was kind of funny that he would, they would pick that critic of all critics yeah. to, uh, yeah. Like he wasn't, it wasn't like it was Roger Ebert or one of the other critics that could be really, you know, angry or whatever. Gene Shalit, No. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, it's funny. Uh, He I mean she tries to talk to him even about the movie and he, he he's just a, a jerk. He can't. Uh, and, and you do have to be careful. I remember one time when I was, when I was in college, we all went to see my friends and I, we all went to see La Chocolat and I didn't care for the film and my friends all enjoyed it. And I was kind of talking about, I didn't really like the way that they depicted religion in the film. I didn't like this. I didn't like this. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Cause that was the way I was raised to like, to talk about film yeah. in that kind of way. And they were, and I just remember my friends was like, Rachel, we just wanted to enjoy the movie, you know? So from their perspective, that was hurting the film. But from my perspective, that was helping the film because that's, that's just the way I was raised. And, and so I had to kind of learn to when to opine and when to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well,
1: it's interesting that you say that because I, I, it always enhances my enjoyment and my experience talking about the play, the film, the TV show, even if I liked it and someone didn't like it. So I never really, understand. I mean I understand, but I I have a hard time getting down with people who are
0: like, I just want to enjoy it. I'm like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think it's kind of the difference of that, you know, sometimes you want like even if you think about a podcast like your guys's old podcast, like that podcast was a joyful podcast. It was just a it was just an excuse to be happy and enjoy mm-hmm. the 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 shows, which is great, and that's sometimes that fulfills a need, a purpose, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas that, whereas when you listen to something that maybe I do or some other people do, that's more of like a critical analysis kind of a perspective. Like I think both both things can be helpful and have a uh, uh, a perspective and a need, fill a need. But Mm -hmm. I just know for me that I'm uh, that's just how I was raised. Is you question things, you talk about it, you and so I get more enjoyment out of it from that experience. Yeah. And there's so many times when I wouldn't I wouldn't really have liked a, a film that much. And then I'll do a podcast on it. And after the conversation, I'm like, wow, I kind of maybe like it a little bit because we have such I, a great conversation. And <laughs> <did> I actually <laughs> maybe like this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I had to say the fashion in this episode was also terrible. What on earth is Carrie wearing that whole scene where they're on the lawn and she's wearing like a German outfit, lederhosen, <laughs> like what? It looked like she was going to, to go work at a beer garden or something. <laughs> <laughs> <She> was... <laughs> I Carrie was so... lost the
1: plot these days it was so bad <laughs> it's like she's always dressing up in some like wacky outfit almost for like the shock effect of it
0: yeah it was bizarre I-,
1: I-, I was really laughing at her line about being careful of the park poo though because you do have to be careful when you go in the park like i've yeah. sat in mm-hmm. things before uh so it was so- a wise price
0: So Carrie has this basically like a backup guy that's her friend that she calls when she, uh, when she is feeling horny and isn't in a relationship, she has her guy, John McFadden is his name. And so she, they have such a a good time together. She thinks that surely they could have a relationship together, but the, when she tries to go on actual dates with him, it's a mess. It does not work.
1: Yeah, and this guy is hot. He's on Law and Order SVU, and I oh think yeah, he's great. Yeah, I just think he's super handsome. Yeah, they really had nothing to talk about outside the bedroom. And Bean I mean, when they're in the bedroom, it was talking. What's
0: that? Dean Winters is his name. Winters. I think.
1: I, yeah. wait, I think he's on Law and Order, unless I'm making that up. Can you see?
0: Well, I see on his IMDb. He has uh, yes, he is on Law and uh-huh. Order SVU. SVU.
1: Okay, because I was like, I I don't think I'm making that up because I think he's really cute,
0: but he, he was on Brooklyn Nine Nine, I guess too. He was, oh, yeah, that show's really funny. Mm-hmm. I haven't. That's one show I I have not caught up. But yeah, you're right. He was on Law and Order SVU. Not seen anything else? He was on John Wick, evidently. John Wick. I always it, like. <laughs> he's he's, you know, he's very handsome. He's so confident, and that is an incredibly attractive quality.
1: Yeah. And when Carrie invites him over for actual dinner and he shows up thinking that they're just going to get right to it. And then it is so awkward when they're like ordering the food, like the tension is palpable and not, it's not sexual tension. It's just awkwardness.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to kind of wonder, does anybody really have this in real life? I, I, find it hard to believe that it seems like something more in the in the show than in real life
1: i can't imagine okay so the people that i know that have what they refer to as f buddies which yeah. this, you know um or have had in the past they're usually like kind of friends with that like they like them
0: yeah and, yeah. yeah
1: like they're they're not it's not gonna be a relationship and everyone knows that um, but you kind of like to pal around with them at least that's like my friends and who have like talked openly about it or sometimes what sucks is one person really likes the other and the other one does yeah it gets complicated.
0: I could picture that happening yeah. for sure uh, so also Samantha is she here's her neighbors getting it on uh, through the wall and she goes over and she meets them and they're like this cute Polish couple. And I kind of was surprised that she was so turned off by that. I think it's more Samantha's nature that she'd be like, ah, "I uh, right. I think that would have been, a re- I think that would have been a funnier way to go. And it would have been more true to her character.
1: I, Definitely agree. I think either it would be a turn on for her or she's a New Yorker and she just doesn't care. Like you hear, I mean, I don't like, I have work going on like next door to my apartment. There's been, you know, they've been renovating for like seven months, sirens all the time, dogs barking, all these things. I'm like, well, that's what happened when you live in New York. And that's why I'm surprised that she's that put off by it.
0: Yeah, agreed. So Charlotte she uh, she decides to ask this yoga guy out on a date. And she supposedly has never asked a guy out ever. That seems crazy to me. When she's in her 30s you've never like asked a guy out in your whole life.
1: I, I don't feel know. like Charlotte is just so by the book in her like some of her very weird regimented this is what a woman acts like, and this is what I, I want to do, and this is what I have to be. But that's pretty, I mean, that would be shocking. I've asked that a lot of people. <laughs> Me
0: too. I mean, I probably wouldn't, I mean, what limited dating experience I have, I wouldn't have almost any of it if I hadn't initiated it in some way.
1: <laughs> I think more women initiate things than, um, we realize or then that people realize because otherwise it's hard to get things going.
0: But then she starts dating these two guys at once and it backfires on her. Of course (laughs) she tells the one guy that she's sick and he brings her over soup and she's making out with the other guy.
1: So I one time did double book dates but they were drink states and they were both first dates. And it was interesting because it sort of taught me a lesson. It was um it's when I was dating a lot. And I usually always had a second date with people because um even if it wasn't romantic, like we usually ended up being like kind of friends or something. Neither one of these, I, I don't think I was, I mean, first of all, they just didn't like me, but Neither one of them wanted to go out for a second date. And I really think it was because I was not really focused because I was like, oh, I have to get to the next thing. And then going to the next thing, I kind of felt bad about having to leave the other thing. So yeah, I don't think it's wise to double book. I wasn't making out with either of them though, or lying about having a cold. I just said I had to go.
0: Yeah. And then she blames it on her friend. She's like, I'm never taking any advice from my friends ever again. And I'm like, you're the one who made the bad choices. Yeah, sure. They didn't tell you that you need to double buck
1: right? Yeah. And that you need to feign some sort of illness, right?
0: <laughs> uh, so the uh, the the guy that Miranda's dating, his name's Kevin, and uh, she uh, she gets basically told by him that that oh, you live in Neverland, and you're just like this cockeyed optimist person. And she's she looks at him and she says, "Wow." Well, I'm going to go to Neverland and she's thinking, how did I get turned into this person? She's like the super positive person in the relationship. It's
1: like, this is not on brand for her, but like comparatively. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah. And so then she runs into Skipper and uh, Skipper is angry at her. And of course, with him being angry, that turns her on. And so...
1: brandon (laughs) skipper why was that ever a pairing that ever would work at all
0: no because at least steve was more confident oh yeah so it was a better match uh than with skipper but i just don't like skipper i just i think i think he's a he's a faker yeah. I don't like it.
1: No, I think that's true. And I think a lot of times we might've even said this before. Cause I know it's something I very firmly believe guys who say they're nice guys, really aren't nice guys. Yeah, exactly. They need to tell you. And it's like, well, no, you can just show me that you're a nice person.
0: Yeah. So then uh, McFadden and Carrie go to a movie. They try to talk about it. And it just does not Work. Uh, I mean, I would think you could have a conversation about a movie with almost anybody, but I don't know. It's just not working, and so they basically call things off. And she talks about she's feeling restless and and kind of frustrated. So this one is it's an interesting episode. It was pretty fun. What do you think about this one?
1: Um, I give this one slightly lower than the other one. I think I'd give it an eight, but I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. So our final episode today to talk about is called Shortcomings, and basically the big thrust of this episode is talking about uh, families. <laughs> we have Valerie Harper uh, playing the mother of Carrie's new boyfriend, and uh, we have uh, we have Brandon dating a guy with kids <laughs> and so it's an interesting episode carrie's dating this guy named vaughn uh played by justin throw and <laughs> justin throw he struggles in this his character vaughn he struggles um to make it all the way through two <laughs> times yeah. Um, yeah you can't quite finish yeah <laughs> With Carrie, and that's a problem. It's a problem. I don't know how you get around something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Justin throw again. This is like another hottie that we have in this episode. Um, Carrie's getting some good-looking guys, yeah. But there's there's problems with all of them. Um, and it, but
0: I love real- Justin throw. He's so dreamy.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like. <laughs> no but was this like the beginning of his i don't like i haven't like followed his career first things
0: well i told you before about his movie uh the movie violet he was in last year that i really enjoyed it's just his voice he's the voice inside the head of olivia wilde Uh, telling her to be more bold and everything. And it's such a fun movie. You should check it out. Um, He he was on the show, The Leftovers, which I know had a pretty big fan base. I I never saw. He was on Parks and Recreation, a couple of episodes. He was on Six Feet Under.
1: That's what I really loved him in. He Uh, was great in Six Feet Under.
0: And he was previously on an episode of Sex and the City. Um, He was on- the episode the monogamous where big is dating other women and carrie is struggling and um and that's when samantha has the date with uh, the realtors yes. remember that episode we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarky smart store are
1: you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time
1: to check out the Hallmarkies merch store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more.
1: You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more.
0: And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more.
1: Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love.
0: There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. Characters. of uh, This one he's Vaughn, and that one his name was Jared
1: it's amazing that they're using a lot of the same actors. In, like, and like, it's not like it's seasons apart. Like, it's. Yeah, the last season. It's not like numerous. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, but how great is Valerie Harper? I love her so much. She is wonderful.
1: And I completely understand why Carrie continues to date Justin Thoreau's character because she wants to be a part of that family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that. That would be a challenging thing because I guess I just know that when my siblings have dated, uh, dated people, and then it's not worked out just as a family member, I really, Oh, I I really liked that person. I liked having them part of our, part of our family. And so I think that that is something there that, you know, these, that it's more than just dating that person and losing that person. It's, it can be an entire family.
1: Yeah, I, my, my long-term boyfriend, um, I was really close with his little sisters, but they, they they're much, much younger than him. And then we broke up, like it, I mean, I would still like email them occasionally or like follow them on social media. And like, he and I are still friendly, but like, I know that like, I've seen him since and I'll probably see him again, but I'll probably never see his family again. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really sad.
0: Mhm, and so it's almost harder for her to break up with the mother than the hey. the son. She's uh, she says seventy seven percent of marriages are sexless. <laughs> That's depressing.
1: She's like, can I just make this work?
0: <laughs> um, we also have that. Uh, so Miranda says that family hour at the gym is the worst. And I don't know if you agree that all of a sudden around, uh, that on the weekends on, on Sunday in particular, that New York turns into like kids everywhere. <laughs> That's what yeah. they were saying. I thought that was kind of funny because obviously they're in school during other times, but I, I guess I don't, if there's like a family hour, then why doesn't she just go other times?
1: Yeah, I should just go at like
0: six in the morning. No one, no kids will be there then.
1: No, and I feel like Miranda's an early riser. She's used to being an early riser for a job. So just like get it in and get it done and go about your business. Mm -hmm.
0: And so there's this guy who has a son who is very difficult Mm -hmm. child and uh, Miranda ends up shutting the door on the kid. And it hurts him in some way. He's gonna have to have stitches. I'm like, what? Um. But uh, but the, the that guy treats her like she's the villain in the story.
1: Yeah, I don't exactly know how that injury happened. I was a little bit. Um, I understand why she reacted like that because you know if someone's like coming in the bathroom on you. It's almost like just instinctual. You don't think about it. It's like, oh, stop! You know, kind of slam the door. But then I also did kind of empathize with the dad because if I saw, I mean, I don't have any kids, but even like kids that I've nannied for, if I saw them like really injured like that, I'd be pretty freaked out.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I can understand that. It just, it felt like a lot happening within a very short period of time. Like I would think you'd at least, kind of talk it out or I don't know you wouldn't just yell at the the person you've just been with
1: yeah and I mean he outright dismissed her like that's the last yeah. time he ever spoke so it wasn't like oh maybe we shouldn't do sleepovers anymore maybe you should hang out with me one-on-one and then we'll bring him into the equation a little later right no he it was just that was it that was done
0: yeah yeah Oh, so we also find out that Samantha is with the general patent of sex. There
1: sure is.
0: <laughs> um, <but laughs> that, uh, no, sorry, we find out, so we find out that Samantha is the, is the is general good. patent of sex.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. heard it the way, I heard it the way you meant
0: it the first time. uh yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah and uh i i thought this whole thing with charlotte's brother was interesting because on one hand i think that he should have kind of been off samantha's list of available partners because he is just barely going through a divorce just started Uh, he's obviously in this emotionally vulnerable place he's the brother of her friend I don't know. I am not saying that Charlotte's reaction was the best, but I also feel like Samantha, come on.
1: I think Charlotte has such like a sense of like propriety and all these rules that I think sometimes you're all the good qualities of Charlotte, by the way. And none of the bad ones. I just okay. wanted to say that before I like railed on Charlotte. Um, but I was on the fence because mm. her brother seemed like he really wanted it and needed it and knew it wasn't gonna be happily ever after. And I don't think Sam was leading him to believe that it was, but then also it is kind of weird and isn't and the brother's staying with Charlotte. So yeah, there were a lot of layers to this that I the whole situation seemed messy.
0: Yeah. And so then. Charlotte apologizes to Samantha with a gift basket, which is a good way to apologize. I'd, I'd, I'd I'd forgive somebody if they brought me a gift (laughs) basket. I love gift baskets. I'll take a cake, gift basket.
1: What do do you want? Balloons, whatever, something.
0: Muffins. Evidently, Charlotte is good at making muffins. I also am good at making muffins.
1: You're not judgmental like Charlotte,
0: (laughs) but I don't know. I, I have to, I feel like I would be kind of annoyed if the person, if I would, I feel like I would be kind of annoyed if one of my friends, I woke up and they were there with my brother. Who's in this emotionally vulnerable place. They stayed at my house without telling me, I don't know. I just, I feel like Samantha was. I was a little bit in the wrong here
1: okay now that i'm reflecting more i think my problem with it with charlotte was not that she was upset about it but the fact that she called sam a, the w word yeah she did right yeah, am i making yeah. that okay no so i think she attacked almost her entire character and her like sex life um Instead of just saying, Hey, he's my brother. That was really disrespectful and kind of weird. Why did you do that? And I know she was upset, but I still think she didn't have to lash out. You know,
0: I can see that. I can see that. And, and her brother does say it's the first time he'd been laid in two years and that it was being with Samantha was a good thing. So, you know, it's in the end, it's his decision he's the yeah. grown-up so but I just think it, since it was in her house and yeah. I don't know just to wake up I think I would be pretty upset if something I, like that happened
1: I think it's strange that they didn't go to Samantha's apartment right or even a hotel like yeah that, that is icky like and then I'm really bringing it down it's like no <laughs> that's your friend it's your brother I don't want to think about My brothers, I can't even say it. My brother's sex life, like even that feels weird to say. Right. So I think they put Charlotte in a really uncomfortable position. Whereas if they maybe would have gone somewhere else, it wouldn't have been. It would have been a non-issue.
0: Yeah. So then we end the episode with Carrie breaking, having to break up with Bond's mother, (laughs) because she was actually willing to work through this. And talk about it but he wasn't willing to do that and she tries to talk to him about it and uh and uh he's not up for it so what do you need to do
1: yeah i think it's, i think that's also i know it's a very sensitive subject for people especially men um but it also shows that maybe he lacks the willingness to talk about other problems that might come up so it's not it's kind of a red flag
0: I also thought her fashion was terrible in this episode too. She has this tie-dye tank on with this flower skirt. It was, it was ugly.
1: I'm really hoping Carrie rounds it out for us at the end of the season that we're coming into now.
0: Yeah. But the worst of all was this leather one in that, in that first episode, we talked about this brown leather tank it was so ugly i hated it so
1: much. i don't know what she's doing i do say now that i'm thinking that the dress that she wore in her shrink's office was too much for the shrink's office but i like oh yeah yeah that was nice like i like the cut in style but it was way too much for that but it's like the one thing she kind of got right in all these episodes was in a totally inappropriate because
0: she was trying to impress seth not the shrink yeah
1: though, it was so fancy
0: yeah but yeah, and then the German outfit—it was bizarre—and then this weird tie-dye thing was really bad. So,
1: yeah. it's not
0: been—it's not a great fashion set. So, what would you give this one, one to ten?
1: I'm—I'm actually gonna give this one an eight, also. Yeah. What about you?
0: I think that's good. I mean, I love Valerie Harper so much. I'm tempted to do higher just for her alone, but yeah. Uh, great. But yeah. Uh, So there we go. We did it. Let us know what you think of these three episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. Please let us know. You can follow us at city girls pod on Twitter. We also have our merch. So check that out. City girls pod merch. It's super fun. We would really, really be grateful for you checking out the merch and, uh, and Jax, where can people find you
1: at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram.
0: And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews. All of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, The Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast. All of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group. So please take a look at that. And thanks so much, Jax. It's always a blast. And we'll finish off season two next week. We're going to finish
1: strong with Carrie in better fashion. And hopefully we'll be wearing our merch.
0: (laughs) Yes. Bye everyone. Bye.